0: We are going to learn the sicha in Cheluk of Lekut on Parshas Bein relating to the connection between this parsha and the time of the year that it is read in the three weeks that mark the commemoration of the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash. So we begin by learning that. In Parsha Asmaseh, we can clearly see the connection of the Parsha to the time of the year when it is read. We know that the Shalot teaches us that whenever we read a Parsha in the Torah, it always relates to the time of the year that it is read. So it's interesting that this Parsha is always read during the three weeks. And in this Parsha, one of the things we learn is about the death of Aaron, the parsha relates all the journeys that the Yidden experienced in their sojourn in the wilderness, in the midbar, in the desert, and we learn of all their stops. And we learn over here that in the fifth month, in the first day of the month, Aaron Hakohen passed away. Now we know that the death of Aaron is already written earlier in parshas Chukas. But the time that he passed away, that it was on the first day of the fifth month on Rosh Chodesh Av, and the amount of years that he lived, that is mentioned specifically in this parsha. And so, what is the connection between this and the time of the year that we read it? Not only in the fact, time-wise, that the death of Aaron occurred on Rosh Chodesh Av, and that's the time that marks the beginning of the last nine days before the Khorban, but also in the content of the story. Because Chodesh of we know the month of Av, is the time when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. We know that the Beis Hamikdash was burned. And our sages teach us that the death of a tzaddik is equivalent to the burning of the house of God, of the Beis Hamikdash. And another thing they teach us is that the departure of a tzaddik when a tzaddik passes away, it is as difficult for Hashem, even more difficult than the Khurban of the Beis Hamigdosh. And we find that when we learn about the passing of a tzaddik, what do we see when a tzaddik passes away? So, on the one hand, we have to cry for the life of the tzaddik that is not here with us anymore. There are laws of how we have to mourn his passing, but on the other hand, we learn that that specifically is the time to learn from the deeds, the Torah study, and the divine service that this tzaddik dedicated his life to every day that he was alive. And this is supposed to help us and inspire us to follow in the path that the tzaddik taught us. And here we know the famous words of the Chachamim that as long as the descendants of the tzaddik are alive, so too the tzaddik is alive. And as we know from the Mishnah and Pirkei Avos, which is customary to read Pirkei Ovos throughout the summer months, we learned the famous in the Mishnah, one is obligated to be like a student of Aron." and the Mishnah continues, Ohev Shalom, love peace, Barodev Shalom, and pursue peace, love Hashem's creations, Hashem's creatures, and bring them close to the Torah. Similarly, regarding to the time of destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, on the one hand, we have a, an obligation from the Torah to mourn over the destruction of Yerushalayim. On the second side, we know that this is specifically the time when we have to strengthen ourselves in a very, very, particular way not to become discouraged from the goals that we're in, but knowing as we read in the Haftorah of the Parsha, of Parshas masseh and the Haftorah always relates in substance to what the Parsha teaches us, so at the end of Parsha's, the Haftorah of Parshas Masay, we learn a posuk from the Book of Yirmiyahu, and there the Navi is talking about the fact that there was a time that the Jewish people of course is referring to the time that we did not behave the way we were supposed to as a nation. But ultimately it says, "Karosli Ovi, you have you have called me Father no Uriata, the master of my youth you are. So this is a time to encourage ourselves and to encourage all yidin in this dark difficult golus that uh, that we are experiencing at the time of at the time of the imminent coming of Mashiach, and particularly not we have to do this always, but particularly in these three weeks because we strengthen our belief and Yom Every day we wait for Mashiach I know that his coming is imminent at any time. And we have to study and be occupied with learning about the Beis Hamikdash as we see it in the words of the Novi, Suras Habayis, the form of the Beis Hamikdash, everything related to its design, its exits, its entrance its entrance entranceways, and its entire configuration, and all the laws of the Beis Hamikdash, one has to be involved in this. As a matter of fact, the we learn that Hashem the Medrash tells us that Hashem Seti, Hashem Seti Godel Kriyasa Kibinyana, reading about the building of the Beis Hamikdash in the Torah is as great as building it. Therefore, Hashem said to the Navi who was the Navi of the Eden in the first exile when the Jewish people were taken away from Eretz Yisrael and they were brought to the land of Babel, to Babylonia, Hashem said to the Navi who was with them, leich emor lahem, go and tell them, yes they should become involved, to read, habayis they should read all about design of the Beis Hamikdash in the Torah and as a reward for them reading this and as a reward from them being involved in reading about it, I will consider it as if they themselves are actually actually occupying themselves with the building of the Beis Hamikdash. And similar to this fact regarding the Beis Hamikdash, this is also related to the death of tzaddikim, When one follows the path of a tzaddik. So, as we said before, this means that the tzaddik is alive, because the true life of the tzaddik is, as we learn, in I think the al mentions this in Tanya hat The life of the tzaddik, Einam sarim, are not life is not the life of flesh, which is emuna, but it's life a spiritual life, which is about emuna and Hashem, fear of Hashem, and love of Hashem. And this gets drawn into the lives of the descendants, of the children, of the students, and the students of the students. And here we come to emphasize in a special way the connection between the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash in the month of Av and the passing of Aaron on Rosh Chodesh Av, because the cause of the urban Beis Hamikdash, of the second Beis Hamikdash, as we well know, was the baseless hatred that existed amongst the Jewish community. Amongst the people of the Jewish community. And how do we rectify this? Through being from the students, from the followers, the disciples of Aaron, who are called children. They know that students are called children. And that's when the Mishnah says, Oh, shalom, love peace, pursue peace, love Hashem's creations, and bring them close to Torah. And this is called Abbas Chinam, just like the hatred that existed was baseless and petty without any reason, and that was called senas chinam, so the kind of love that one Jew has to exhibit for another falls into the category of ahavah's to love another yid and to bring them close to Hashem, only because they are another yid, we don't have to have any specific reason. So now that we've gotten to this point, we note the following, when a tzaddik passes away, so our sages teach, as we mentioned before, ma'zaro b'achayim just like his children are alive, also he is alive. He too is alive. And it doesn't say it's as if he is alive. It says he also is alive. Uh, so through the fact that the descendants, the students of the tzaddik follow his path, it means that the tzaddik is essentially alive because the life of a tzaddik is not the life of the flesh, but it's a life of the spirit. So his real life becomes manifest through the fact that his descendants and students follow him. But regarding the study of the Beis HaMikdash, we are really learning about something physical. The actual structure of the Beis HaMikdash is not a spiritual thing. It's a physical thing that's physically built by people with physical items. And in this place, we are obligated to offer sacrifices. And these karbanos, these sacrifices come from physical things. They come from animals or from birds or from uh, a carbon mincha, like a carbon made from flour, and when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, our, we we daven in the place of the carbonos, and we learned about the carbonos. So learning and davening, it all seems to be not that this is actually the building of the Beis Hamikdash, like following the way of the tzaddik is actually the life of the tzaddik, because because the tzaddik's life is really rochnias. But in the case of the Beis Hamikdash and the Karbanos and the service that was done there, that is material, that is physical. And and Hashem says, I will consider it as if they are building the Beis Hamikdash. So it doesn't seem to fit with comparing it to the Tzadik. But the Rebbe says, this is not so. Why? Because the comparison of the death of the tzaddik and following in the path of the Tzadik and the comparison to the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, and rebuilding it, this comparison is a comparison of Torah. And who says that the two are similar? So, Chazal tell us, I, Hashem, consider it as if they are occupied in the building of the Beis Hamikdash. So essentially, this is, so essentially what It's as if it's as if it's it's one and the same thing, but on the other hand, if being that the results, the physical results of practically studying the laws of the Beis Hamikdash, will actually become manifest later on, when the Beis Hamikdash will be built, it says keilu. It's as if it's the same, but even before the Beis Hamikdash comes down, that Rebbe tells us, even before Mashiach comes, and we actually build the base HaMikdash, a physical structure, and when we'll be allowed to build it. But right now, we can't build it in that manner. And we may think that learning about it is called a Zecher. It's to remember it. It's an act of remembrance. But it's not only that, but Hashem gives us the same reward as if we actually built it. And not only that, but the Rebbe points out, and we're going to understand it in a minute, that when we learn it, it's not just that we're doing something that resembles the building, but actually, we are actually building this. How is this so? How are we actually building the base Hamikdash if we don't see it and we don't have the materials to build it and the circumstances? under which to build it, and we can't do the avod in it, which is really its purpose. So here the Rebbe is going to teach us a very fascinating thing. Uh, our sages teach us, that regarding the karbonos, regarding the sacrifices in the Beis Amikdash, that anyone who engages in the study of the laws of karbonos, it's as if he or she has actually brought that carbon. What does that mean? It says, ke'ilu it's as if he brought it. But it's not only as a reward that we have the reward for bringing it, or that Hashem forgives us for our sins, even though we can't bring the carbon, but we learn about it. But it goes further, and here we're going to see that this relates to the parsha of carbonos, that when we study carbonos, it's very interesting, we have very interesting laws about how we say these karbonos in davening, and we read about them in the Torah. So, for example, it's as if we're, it's literally we're bringing a karbon, because it says that when we say the parsha of karbonos, we only say it during the day. Uh, We may say it before shachris, we may say it before mincha, but we don't actually read it and say it at night, because karbonos were not brought at night, and other things that we do regarding a carbon today, that literally resembles what was done in the times of the Beis Amigdash. And we know that it is so real. Uh, one of the things we cannot do when we bring a carbon, a person has to be ritually pure, has to be tohar ri- uh, to bring a carbon. and today we're not in that category since we don't have the para but it's very, very interesting that our sages teach us that when we start to teach small children Torah, we should start teaching them from the first pasuk in Vayikra. Now most children don't study Vayikra as a parsha; they don't understand it, but we introduce them to the study of karbonos, why? So we learn in the Talmud that it says, what are the karbonos? So karbonos are things of Tara, they are things of purity, spiritual purity. and." Who are the ones who are spiritually pure, who don't become Tomei? These are the little children. So our sages teach us, Yavo Tahorim. Let those who are pure, V'yasasku Betara, let them come and let them engage in things of purity. So here we have that connection, even in our time, and similar things of this nature. Now, if we study about the building of the Beis Hamikdash, which is compared to the bringing of the Korbanos, which is the major service of the Beis HaMikdash. So we can go back. We said that Hashem taught Yechezkel, Hashem showed the Navi Yechezkel a vision of the future Beis HaMikdash while the Yidnu were in Golos. So the Medrash tells us that Yechezkel said to Hashem that until now we've been in Golos in the lands of our enemies and you are telling me to go and inform the Yidin about the future Beis HaMikdash, but is it possible for them to build it now? Like, why should I tell it to them now? Why don't we wait until they come out of this Golos and they come back to the land and they will build it then? That's a more appropriate time to teach them about the structures and the dimensions and all the things that go into the building of the Beis HaMikdash and all its parts. So Hashem answered Yechezkel and said the following words, and because my children are in exile, binyan the building of my house should not happen, there should be no building of the Beis HaMikdash, because my children are in Golos, therefore let them go and let them engage in studying the designs of the Beis HaMikdash and everything related to it. And this way, my house is being built. So in that sense, it's not as if the base Habikdush is being built, as if the Korbanos are being brought, but it's actually happening. So how do we understand this? So let's go back to the original command in the Torah about building a house for Hashem altogether. And this goes back to Chumash Moshe, to Parshest where Hashem says to Moshe, the Yidn take all kinds of gifts for the Ham bring all kinds of gifts for the building of the Mishkan, of the original sanctuary in the Midbar, which was then replaced by the Beis HaMikdash, and they should make for me a sanctuary, and I will dwell in them. And this mitzvah is not only for the times of the Yidn in the Midbar. This is a mitzvah that applies a positive mitzvah in the Torah to all the generations, meaning that every single Jew is obligated to build the Beis HaMikdash. And therefore, at a time when we cannot actually build a base Samikdash in a practical, physical sense, because of of reasons that are totally out of our control, but we still have the obligation to build it. So how do we build it? We get involved. Bikri Kriyasa reading it in the Torah. Learning the psukim. learning the commentaries on the psukim. learning the psukim in the Navi. And learning the way it's explained in the Mishnah. And in the Gemara. And in the works of Halacha. And this is literally that we are building it. So not just that because we can't build it practically. Therefore we study it. As a zakar, as a memorial to remember it, in a spiritual kind of way, but in the actual study, it becomes the mitzvah of building the Beis Hamikdash. So when we study this mitzvah, we are and its laws, we are actually fulfilling the mitzvah of the Torah that says the mikdash they should make for me a sanctuary and I will dwell in them. Now, The Rebbe points out something very interesting here relating to the Rambam, where, of course, we study all the laws of the Beis HaMikdash and all the laws of the Karbonos and all the laws of all the things that were in the Beis HaMikdash and everything that went into the service. So if one looks into the Rambam, just before the Rambam begins, the laws of the building of the Beis HaMikdash, which the Rebbe asked many times that we should all study, Hilcho's Beis HaPchira, the Rambam introduces it with a posuk, as he does many parts of his work of halacha. And the posuk is actually a posuk in Tilim. And we are all familiar with this posuk. It is actually the Rebbe's capital right now. And in that posuk we say, Shalu shalom Yerush, the Rambam brings it from the posuk that we say in Tillim, Yerushalayim, Ol Literally, this means pray for the welfare of Yerushalayim, for the peace of Yerushalayim, and may there be peace to all those who love Yerushalayim. So, why does the Rambam precede his discussion of the many, many laws of the building of the Beis Hamikdash based on the Pesukim and Tanakh and based on the writings in the Mishnah and everything that follows? Why does he begin with this? So this alludes to the fact that there is an actual, there is a command of Shalu Shlom Yerushalayim. Pray, ask about, seek the welfare of Yerushalayim, speak about it, talk about it, pray about it. And how do we do this? Through the learning of the laws of the Beis HaMikdash, which is part of Sefer Avoda, that's the entire book that discusses the laws of how we serve Hashem in the Beis HaMikdash. And if the Rambam wanted to tell us that we should study these laws only as a zecher, as a memorial, as a commemoration of the Beis Hamikdash, he should have brought a different pasuk from where the Gemara learns that we have to remember the Beis Hamikdash. And that's a pasuk in Yirmiyahu, which is really the Navi of the korban, And in the context of discussing the terrible things that will happen to Yidden in their experience in Golos, The Pasuk says, I will bring a remedy to you from all your ills and from all the times you were smitten. I will heal you. These are the words of Hashem. People called you something that was destroyed, that was pushed away. Nobody is coming around to investigate, to ask about the welfare of Yerushalayim. So, the posuk, Yerushalayim, which, which the uh, Rambam quotes, rather than the posuk, that Zion is all alone and forgotten. And from here we learn that we have to look into it and we have to study about it. But the Rambam doesn't use this posuk to introduce the work of Korbanos or to introduce the work of service in the Beis Hamikdash, but rather, Sha'alu Yerushalayim. What's the Rambam emphasizing here? That there is, A special uh, injunction upon us to study the details and details of details of the Beis HaMikdash invest study probe ask answer get into it the laws of the Beis HaMikdash not only as a Zecher what's a memorial a memorial is something that one puts up or one creates to remember something so we have to learn it so we should remember what was once or and therefore when Mashiach will come we'll be able to build the Beis HaMikdash in the future but by quoting the Apostle Sha'alu Yerushalayim an active uh, concept of showing that there is an obligation to build it now it's not about remembering only that's one thing about about doing something because it really exists through our study and now we understand that when we learn the laws of the building of the Beis Hamikdash is not only that we should know how to build it in the future, which is also something that we learn, but here we learn that it teaches us that we are obligated to build it right now through its laws. And this is from the Posok, Sha'alu Shlom Yerushalayim be active and do something about it, and this is what builds it up. And we actually have similar things in halacha, the Rebbe brings too, so we'll pass over them quickly. We have a halacha, halachos regarding the mitzvah of tshuva, return to Hashem, and we have a halachos regarding gerus, when a person who is a gentile converts and becomes a yid. So if we learn about the mitzvah of tshuva, so, we learned that when a person does, this is talking about sins that were done inadvertently. So, a person has to admit their sin, and a person has to come to the Beit Hamikdash and bring a carbon. But in our time, when we can't bring a carbon, through doing tshuva and saying vidois, uh, acknowledging the things we did wrong, we are getting complete atonement, and we're not bringing the carbon. And similarly, regarding a ger, So when somebody joins the Jewish people, he needs to have a bris, and a person has to go to a mikvah, and a person has to bring a karbon. But in our time, we don't have the karbon, but we have the other things, and the gerus is absolutely complete. And even though when the Vesam Mikdash will be built, it says the ger has to bring a karbon, this has nothing to do with the fact that he or she is a proper Jew at the time that they become a yid. And according to this, we could also explain something else. When the Rambam introduces, the Rambam doesn't only give us a book of laws on korbanos and on the building of the base amikdash, but we know that the Rambam also wrote a commentary on the Mishnah and Mesechta Midos. Midos means measurements, dimensions. In the introduction to Mesechta Midos, the Rambam says the following thing: that in this Mesechta we have nothing other than the story of remembering, to remember the measurements of the Beis Hamikdash, the second Beis Hamikdash, and its form, and its structure, and everything about it, and the benefits that accrue from doing this, because when the Beis Hamikdash will be built speedily in our time, we will have to observe and do all of these structures that we are learning, and all of these forms and shapes and dimensions, and everything about it because this was taught the Ruach HaKodesh, this was given over directly from Hashem as David Hamallah says that all the things that were written down about the building of the Beis HaMikdash were made, for, were, were given over to him and he understood them. And here we have one of the commentaries on the Mishnah, it's called Tosfus that says, even though the structure of the future Beis HaMikdash does not resemble the structure of the second Beis Hamikdash as the Rambam himself says in the laws of the building of the Beis Hamikdash that Binyan HaOsset Lihibanos the Beis Hamikdash that will be built in the future even though it is written in Yecheskel we don't really understand it's not explicitly clear what is meant in Yecheskel and the people of the second Beis Hamikdash who lived at that time when they built it in the time of the Navi Ezra they built it the way Shlai Mahamelech built his first Beis Hamikdash based and also relating in some way to the things that were explicitly stated in Yecheskel. So what's the point for us to study the laws of the building of the second Beis Hamikdash if that's not really what the third one will be like? And this same commentary explains, nonetheless, when we learn the Sechta Midos, it has a great benefit for the building of the future Beis Hamikdash, because the details, there are many details in the future Beis Hamikdash which will resemble the details of the first and second Beis Hamikdash, and indeed how much more indeed it is also true that by the future Beis Hamikdash there will also be certain things that will be different, that will differ from what happened in the second Beis Hamikdash, because at that point Hashem will... Open up our eyes, and we will understand the things that are mysterious, mystical, and hidden. In the words of Yeheskel, because from that, from those psukim, if we look them up, we don't really understand what we are reading in most instances. And the other, n- nonetheless, we have to know the story of the second Beis Hamikdash because the major portion and the most basic portion, most essential portion of the future Beis Hamikdash, are. Of are based essentially on how Hashem actually explained it to David Hamelach before the Beis Hamikdash was ever built, and we're not going to move away from that either. And this is what the Rambam means when he says, Hakob b'chsav miyad Hashem, Allah, his skill, that everything was really coming from Hashem, and that's how it's going to be. But here we have some kind of a question, because in the future Beis Hamikdash there are going to be variations from how they appeared earlier, and we will have to have Hashem open up our eyes and to understand the things that are closed from us in the words of Yecheskel. So why is it so important to m- remember and to study the laws of Mesech Midos that speak about the second base Hamikdash? But now we'll understand it quite well. Being that the mitzvah, the positive mitzvah, of making a sanctuary for Hashem is constant. It never stops. We're always obligated to fulfill it. It's eternal. So what do we see here? That there is always a mitzvah to be busy with. The building of the Beis Hamikdash. So the mitzvah is not only in the actual study and knowledge and how the base Hamikdash was built, but in doing everything possible for a year to do, that we should be prepared, we should be ready, that we should be able to build the base Hamikdash so that the base Hamikdash at all times is not bottle in some way, it's really alive, it's really existing and the fact that ultimately, in the future, Hashem will have to open up our eyes. We should understand the things that are not understandable to us now. And, or the way it says that when Moshe and Aaron will be with us and we'll build it then and they will reveal to us certain things. This does not cause any lack in the actual involvement in the study of the Beis HaMikdash. And this actually is preparing us for the great spiritual growth that we will experience in the future. And now as we get closer to the conclusion of the Sicha, we're going to see a fascinating insight that will put all of this together for us in a way that we in our own time can understand it and appreciate it and be able to study the laws of the building of the Beis Hamikdash all the time, but particularly with greater intensity during the time that we are in now. So just like regarding the study and knowledge of the shape and design of the Beis HaMikdash, it's also not only about studying it and remembering it, but actually the building of it literally. So let's see. Let's talk a little bit, as the Rebbe does here, about the building of the third Beis HaMikdash when Mashiach will come. So we all are familiar with the fact that there are two major opinions as to how it will happen. How will the third base HaMikdash be built? So one opinion is that it will come from heaven. How do we know that? So we know it from a verse in Chumash, in Parshas B'Shalach, we say it in the Oz Yashir every single day. Mikdash Hashem yadecha. The sanctuary of God, Moshe Rabbeinu says, yadecha, it will be prepared by Hashem. So it will come down from shamayim totally built by Hashem. The other opinion is that it will be built by the hands of human beings, the people we will build it. Mashiach will come and he will build it and we'll all do our share in that. How can we resolve these two very different explanations for how the Beis Hamikdash will be built? Whether it will be done through the hands of human beings, through the hands of Yidn, or whether it will come down ready-made from Shamayim. So we could say the following. The part of the building of the Beis Amikdash, which is explained and understood from the story, the way it appears in the Mishnah, and based on how it's explained in the Navi Yecheskel, This will be done through people, through the Jewish people. And the details of those parts that we don't understand clearly from the Navi Yecheskel that will become revealed from heaven through Hashem. Or another way to look at it, the Rebbe says, the building of the Beis Hamikdash down here will be done through human beings, through Mashiach, who will come and clarify all the obscure things we don't understand from the Psukim. And in this Mikdash that will be down here, the Beis Hamikdash from above, the spiritual Beis Hamikdash, will vest itself in this Beis Hamikdash, And this might be similar to the fire when we learned earlier on the Chumash Vayikra when the Jews made a Hanukkah's Habayas for the Mishkan on the eighth day uh, of Miluim, of the days of preparation for the Mishkan, it says that a fire came from heaven and landed on the Beis HaMikdash. And we still had to light a fire all the time because the divine fire brought the eternity into the fire on the Mizbeach, And so too, it will bring the eternity into the building of the Beis Hamikdash, Hashem will vest himself in this Beis Hamikdash that Mashiach will build. And now we can also understand the reason for the two different opinions. One that the opinion of the Rambam that Mashiach will build the Beis Hamikdash, which is the Rambam is halacha, halachic opinion and the opinion of the Zohar and the Midrash in Pneumiyaz HaTorah that it it will come down from Shemayim, it will be built by Hashem. So we all know by now that the Rambam that we are talking about here is a book of halacha, a book of law. And according to halacha, according to the Jewish law, the building of the Beis HaMikdash is obligatory upon the Jewish people and therefore the Rambam emphasizes the part of the building of the Beis HaMikdash that will be built by the people. And when we study this now, it's as if we are building it. And when we build it, it will be completely fulfilled. But the parts of the Beis Migdosh, those aspects that have to do with the future that we have no understanding of, this will come through Shamayim. And this is not part of the mitzvah of building. This is not obligatory upon the yid. What's obligatory upon the yid? The yidn will do when mashiach comes together, mashiach will do it. And the part that will come from above to eternalize the base that it will stay forever and will be above nature in all ways. This is not obligatory upon us. This is something Hashem will do. Now when we look into the Medrash and the Zohar, which is the inner light of Torah, the soul of Torah. So it speaks about the perfection, the completion of the purpose of the future Beis HaMikdash. And this will be accomplished through the great heights of the Beis HaMikdash that will be built by Hashem. In other words, whatever happens from Shamayim, this refers to the spiritual dimensions of the Mikdash. And that's why when it talks about how it will be in the future that that which is part of the mikdos that will be revealed from heaven, it's not because we can't do it. It's something that comes from shamayim. And the part of the mitzvah that we have to build, we have to do, and then the part from shamayim will be revealed. And now as we conclude, now we'll understand that if presently we engage in studying the laws of the Beis HaMikdash, how to build it, reading Mikra, reading the Psukim of how it's done. So Hashem says, I consider it as if they are engaged in the building of the Beis HaMikdash or the other expression of Chazal, being that you are engaged in it it's as if you are building it. And what do we see here? According to all opinions, the purpose of the Beis Hamikdash will ultimately be fulfilled when it will come down from Shamayim. So specifically, this will not be built by people. And this is what will cause the eternity of the Beis Hamikdash, as the Posuk says, also in Tilim, Im Hashem lo yiv nebayis, if Hashem doesn't build it, then those who build it are working in vain and that's why we find that ultimately the first and second base hamigdash were destroyed because they were built completely by people so it couldn't remain forever but the third base hamigdash is actually a structure built by by hashem and if it's built by hashem it will remain forever so now it would appear that the fulfillment of the mitzvah of the command to build the base hamigdash in our time through studying the Torah of it, the study of it, and the formations of it, and the designs of it, it has to be in a way similar to the building of how it will be in the future. So therefore, the obligation to study it in Mesechna and in the all the things that relate to its forms and shapes that people know, This is what we must do, as we said before. But on the other hand, just like the perfection of it and the ultimate completion of it will be in the future, but this will only happen when Hashem will reveal it to us, when Hashem will come down in it, or Hashem will build it. So too, along these lines, is the actual mitzvah of studying and engaging in every single detail and in every single part of the building of the Beis because the actual deed of building it. And also, in this way, we need Anima Who decides that when we study it, it's as if we are actually building it. So it says in the Chazal, Anima I, Hashem says, I consider it as if they are building it. Meaning, according to what we've said just before, that through the fact that we study it, we accomplish the ultimate perfection that will come when Mashiach will come. And from all the above, we come with a hora, a practical lesson, a practical application for every single year, the Rebbe says. Firstly, as much as it is possible and specifically at all times and specifically during the times of the three weeks to be mis'asek, to engage, to be involved in the study of the design of the Beis HaMikdash, the exits, the entryways, as we learned before, as we quoted. And be, because through this we fulfill in Golos the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash and if we fulfill this in Golos, what happens automatically? This weakens the opposite. This weakens the Golos. This weakens the idea of Korban Beis HaMikdash. If we're learning it, then the Destruction is not great in the same way, it's lessened. And the golos becomes brighter and the darkness of the days, of the three weeks, become illuminated. And this in itself will accomplish ke ilu the 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 building of the Beis Hamigdash literally, Begashmias, will become accomplished through Mashiach. And immediately at that moment... The Beis HaMikdash from above will come down. Hashem will vest himself in the Beis HaMikdash and the rep concludes with the three words of Bi May this be practically, concretely, speedily in our day. Amen. May we merit through learning these and through learning the Halachos and through growing in the learning and understanding of these things to see the Beis HaMikdash now. Thank you.